Hello and welcome to the inaugural Talk of the Town radio show and podcast. Talk of the Town is a collaboration between the City of Winter Park, the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, and Rollins College. And each show will provide useful information and a transparent look into the happenings here in Winter Park. I'm Sam Stark, Vice President at Rollins College, and I will be the host of the show. With me today is the Mayor of Winter Park, Phil Anderson, and the President and CEO of the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, Betsy Gardner-Eckbert. We will be with you the third Wednesday of the month, and Rollins Around Town will not be aired that week. As a reminder, this show will be broadcast live at 9 a.m. here on WPRK 91.5, and we will also share the recording podcast so you can listen anytime it's convenient. Betsy and Phil, it's great to be here with you. Thank you for making the time to partner together for Talk of the Town. And uh, just welcome, Phil. Great to have you back on campus. Thank you very much, Sam. And it's great to be here with Betsy and with our city manager, Randy Knight. Appreciate that. We'll, we'll get to Randy in a moment here. Uh, Betsy, welcome to, uh, to Rollins and Talk of the Town. And thanks. Really, this probably the genesis of this idea probably did come from 151 West Lyman Avenue. I like that you know the address of the Winter Park Chamber of <laughs> Commerce. Having served there in my role, some I'll protect your age, few Thank years you. back. But it's <laughs> I'm grateful to be here and certainly always grateful to be in collaboration with Rollins and the city, two of our key partners here. And it's always a treat to be on Rollins campus. Today's a particularly poetic fall day to be on a college campus in Winter Park. So it's it's a real treat. Thanks, Sam. That it is. Well, good. Well, Mayor, we'll start with you. Um, we did have you somewhat recently on Rollins Around Town, but, did, you know, you're a little over six months in as mayor, your second stint up on the, the dais uh, as a commissioner and uh, elected official. Uh, how's it going? And um, what's uh, what's sort of keeping you busy with, uh, with your role as mayor of Winter Park? Well, thank you, Sam. And yes, it's six months in. Um, I will tell you, I've been privileged to serve with four other commissioners and with a great staff. You know, I'm, I'm always amazed at how well the city is run and the opportunities that are in front of us. You know, when I came on board, it was really about valuing our vision statement from 2016 and some of the key values that we put out back then, which is the residents said they wanted to honor the history and heritage, and they wanted to make sure we kept our small town feel. And then in addition to that, if you look at the city's motto, it's the city of arts and culture. And while we've accomplished a lot in this last six months, we've had a pretty heavy legislative agenda. We've had a couple of very key things that we have passed recently. You know, there's a lot of things happening that are consistent with those themes, the history and heritage, the small town feel, and the arts and culture. And one of the things that I will share and that I'm so proud about is that, you know, our history goes back together and these three plus a fourth organization all have their roots back in the late 1800s. 1882, the city was founded. 1886, the library was founded. 1885, Rollins was founded. And I think it was, what, 1884? for the, the precursor of the Chamber of Commerce. So yeah. you've got four organizations that have been partners for just about 140 years, and that's a long, long, long time. And I think we build on each other's strengths and messages, and we all together make it a better city. So I'm thrilled to be here. You know, I will tell you, in the, in the, uh, it has been a great week 
of arts and culture. You know, we just came off an exciting event that the chamber sponsored, uh, which I'm sure Betsy will talk about. Uh, the Palasic Museum. You know, we're looking at the uh, the next round of the Bach Festival and other. Uh, and frankly, jumping into our Christmas season, you're going to see so many. Uh, special exhibits come alive, whether it's the Bach Festival, where it's the Morse windows, just so many things here in Winter Park that make it special. And um, happy to chat more about some of those special upcoming things in a few minutes. Yeah, I love that. We'll definitely dive into uh, to all of that. Um, thanks, thanks for that. Betsy, you, you know, continue to do, do an amazing job providing value to your members and to the Winter Park business community and the community at large. What's on the top of your agenda these days? Well, um, it's funny because we ask people what chambers of commerce do. Sometimes they have trouble coming up with an answer for that. And I want to start by saying what it is we think we do. And our primary role is to live out our mission promise, which is to convene people and ideas for that double bottom line benefit. It's always got to be for our businesses, but it's also got to be for the community as well. And so that's where we're primarily focused is on things that accrue benefits to us as a community, but also um, through the lens of the business community. So naturally, we're focused on things that have a business benefit, like the art festival, which we know drove over 100,000 people to Park Avenue uh, weekend before last. And what we heard that we loved about the Autumn Art Festival was our artists said it was their most robust weekend of art sales, which is what we really love because when people can prosper as artists um, coming into our community, we know they're going to come back and add value for our residents and guests. So we're delighted about that. And we're grateful to our committee and our staff that brought together over 12 music acts and 180 artists. And we had uh, a children's art tent through our partnership with Crayalde. And so that was a, a great way for us to to focus our efforts on helping our business community and also um, putting an emphasis on, as Mayor Anderson talks about, one of the key value drivers for our community, which is art and culture. And in that vein, we're getting ready for our annual lobbying trip to Tallahassee, which mm-hmm. we'll do in January. Um, and we've titled this work, Art is Good Business. We're focused on um, generating an uptick in allocations for the Division of Cultural Affairs matching arts grants uh, that dwindled from a $65 million crest down to a $2.5 million nadir several years ago. Uh, And we are very pleased to be part of the effort that has driven that back up to last year's high, recent high, which was over $24 million. So we're on our way back up. Never a good idea to be ranked 48 out of 50 states in anything. And so we're really grateful for the partnerships that we've created with our legislative delegation and with the governor's office to shine a light on the importance of matching these arts grants funding because we know that a dollar invested in an arts organization yields nine dollars um, of a return for our local economy. So we are going to let the arts organizations talk about the benefits of art, which we know are clear, but we focus on the business drivers that we see in sales tax revenues and uh, businesses in the community that thrive. Certainly the arts organizations are small businesses themselves, which we know uh, through the COVID crisis, had employees that were vulnerable and need to be supported. So we're thrilled to add advocacy in that realm as well. So that's primarily a little nutshell sketch of what we do. We certainly promote visitation to Winter Park. 
We work in collaboration with the city on economic development. We have a workforce development program where we help transition talented women who've been staying at home with children or elderly parents uh, back into work. And then we also do 110 events and programs a year, including our signature program leadership winter park. So I'll get more into that later, yes. but that's a thumbnail sketch of what we're doing at 151 West Lyman <laughs> Avenue. The uh, random things we remember, uh, but that's impressive. That's great stuff. Thanks for, for that. We definitely will we'll talk about some of those things today, more of, of those things along the way. Um, you know, and it just sort of dawns on me how much I just love the idea of this show now that we're sitting here. You know, we've been talking about it for a little while, but to have you two here uh, as friends and colleagues and as people I've worked with for a long time and as the institutions and as the mayor points out, um, well over 100 plus years of uh, collaboration and partnership. I'm, I'm excited to watch each of us over, you know, these shows that we do write down notes and write down sort of these aha mm. moments that we all will then talk about afterward and say, boy, that was a great point, and let's go do this together. So I'm just really thrilled that um, Winter Park uh, is, is, has the opportunity to hear Talk of the Town and uh, look forward to many, many great shows together. We also are lucky to have uh, Randy Knight, as the mayor uh, briefly introduced earlier. Randy Knight is the city manager of Winter Park and uh, continues to do an amazing job leading um, our city, has, uh, has served both in the assistant city manager role and, and the city manager role and, uh, and does a great job. So, Randy, thanks for being with us and, uh, and welcome. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate the invitation today. Anything you want to sort of share just off the top before we maybe dive into some of these other issues and events happening? Well, sure. You know, running, running a city is, a, you know, a lot like any other corporation, uh, but we're very much a service organization, as you know, so it takes people. And so just like the rest of the country, people are hard to come by in the employment area right now. So I just wanted to really quickly plug a job fair Excellent. we're having next Saturday, October 23rd, at our Public Works compound, which is up at the corner of uh, Temple and Howell Branch Road. Uh, from 9 a.m. to noon, uh, we'll have all of our supervisors out there doing on-site interviews and hopefully make some hiring decisions that day. That's so. fantastic. Is that something you've done annually, or is this something that really is kind of needed just at this moment in time? Yeah, this is the first time in, in my career I've seen us be down this many employees at the same time. Amazing. We were down just over 10% of our overall staffing. Crazy. Well, maybe it's a connecting the dots, maybe it's not, but let's talk about COVID and the COVID effect that um, it's had on all of us. Is part of that decline due to COVID? And uh, I know the city has made some recent policy changes and initiatives to keep the community safe. Uh, are, we, are, are there a direct dot connection between that employment or kind of give us an overview first, maybe Mayor, and then Randy, you can sort of fill in. Sure, sure. You know, I think there's a lot of things. Number one is we took a very conservative approach to the city budget. And just recently, when we really got a great handle on where we were with budget, we opened up a number of positions that we had been conservative about holding back. You know, when is the right time and how deeply was the economy going to affect us? And as we've come through it, we've realized that we're in a great position. Sales tax revenues are coming back strongly. Uh, residential and other property tax revenues are coming back very, very, very well. 
And so in the new budget, we went ahead and said, well, let's go ahead and get all these positions fully hired, uh, build on the success they had in hiring the full quadra, uh, the full count of our police department, which I think we're almost there now. And, and so that's really part of it is opening up the gate to bringing those people on board. Um, and I think when we look at the COVID policy specifically, uh, I have to give compliments to Randy and to Michelle for leading the way in dramatically increasing the adoption of vaccinations and the number of folks that we saw there. And so I think what we've also done is we've made the city a safer place to work and those COVID-related types of policies are actually going to fare us well. But that coupled with the fact that we had a very, very successful budgeting cycle, we just adopted the budget going into the next fiscal year, Uh, we were able to use a significant amount of federal funding that came in to backstop revenues that had been lost. And those, in turn, have allowed us to really rebuild and fully staff the city going That's forward. That's fantastic. Anything else to sort of close that loop? Yeah, he, he hit the nail on the head. When you ask, was it COVID-related, it was from a revenue standpoint, not from a policy standpoint. And, and we, did, we had frozen several positions until we got through the, the bad part of the budget. And as he said, we were able to fill that you know, when that came in. We had 16 new people start today, including six new firefighters. So it's a good day in Winter Park. That's fantastic. That's great. Betsy, I know uh, COVID's real for uh, the chamber as well. Um, I have the privilege of of serving on your board and um, have heard it for for a while, but how, you know, maybe share sort of what, what it's been like from your seat for the past 18 months. Yeah, so it changes kind of all the time. Um, I think we moved from this acute stage of crisis last year in March, kind of into the June phase, into more of, I think, what's even a more demanding phase of this, which is almost like a malaise. I think everyone's Hmm. sick of policies, sick of masks, sick of all kinds of adjustments. And it's interesting because I read a Harvard Business Review article that was published last month, and it was entitled, and I commend it, our brains were never designed to deal with this much uncertainty. And what we're hearing from our businesses is that they're under operational stressors, unlike ones they've ever seen. And so it's not a surprise to me, although I am sorry, to hear our city manager and our mayor talking about the anguish of having to fill 10% of their workforce vacancies. Those are not atypical problems. People are struggling with... um, vaccination policies, you know, uh, and normally, I know for me, if I call my employment lawyer and say, what should we do about this? What they tell me to do is a no brainer and we do it. And that's probably like what most businesses are. In this instance, the employment lawyer will say, well, you can't mandate vaccination. And so now you're letting a policy go uh, passively that may make your employees vulnerable to a COVID infection, or you may be too heavy handed and have people walk out the door. So there's no real set perfect answer about how to navigate this much uncertainty. And what we're concerned about is mental health. And we're concerned about the long-term consequences of having for leaders to manage this much uncertainty. And then for the people that report into leaders, all the confusion and anxiety that's come uh, and hasn't gone away. And we think we'll stay through at least June of next year. So we have still more uncertainty to navigate. We're concerned about the long-term consequences of 
things like achievement gaps and the ripple effect of supply chain problems and managers and leaders having to cope with excessive quantities of problems that they've been dealing with for such a long time. So our concern now is fatigue. And, you know, we're trying to create a place where we can start to support our community and certainly our businesses that are navigating this much uncertainty. Yeah. And I'll I'll have to agree with Betsy. I think I probably understated the amount of tact and effort that went into some of the city's efforts. But, uh, you know, we, we did, one of the policies was a heavy incentive policy. And it was also example, it was also getting um, folks on, online in our line of work to, uh, to really push for their peers. And, uh, but I think you're absolutely right. Facing this kind of uncertainty is, is something that a lot of people have had to rise to the occasion to do. So yeah. thank you. Well, we are in a similar boat here at the college. It's been, uh, it's, it's, a, it's hard to run any business, as, as Randy pointed out at, at the beginning. Um, and a college, I, you know, is a is a very different business model and diff, different business than 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 a lot. And um, like the community, at least our Winter Park community, we've been very fortunate to have really good um, community stakeholders who've sort of followed enough rules, whether mm-hmm. they like them or not, is a different story. But followed enough rules to keep the community safe. And so Rollins this year is you know back fully. Um, occupied on campus in all the dorms. Recently, we just made a policy change and sort of within the room, there just wasn't a lot of excitement. And it, and it really is a it's, a, it's a progress towards moving away from, but there's just this anxiety of how long is this gonna last? And so um, just a crazy and interesting dynamic. Let's move off of COVID, um, not because it's not around or, or won't be um, you know at the forefront, but because it's not as fun as talking about other things. We mentioned at the beginning of the show the the, new, the library. Um, Winter Park is poised to open a new library and event center uh, next month. Uh, on our in our November show, we'll we'll have the uh, director of the library with us. But uh, this has been a long time coming. Uh, Phil, from your seat, um, how valuable is this new library and event center going to be for Winter Park? You know, I think. Uh, it- it is a fantastic asset, and I've been touring the commu- the uh, facilities, both the event center and the library, as they've progressed. Um, first of all, kudos to the team that brought it in. Um, really, within the time frame we were promised, and pretty much right on top of the budgets that were promised. And uh, so I think it's been a really good outcome. Um, I'm particularly excited to see the library take another step, but I won't steal their thunder. Uh, what I would like to do is acknowledge the hard work of Randy's team on the event center and some of the advanced bookings. And Randy, I don't know if you want to cover a little bit about that and kind of where we might be. Sure. Uh, we've had over 30 events booked already for the new year, most of them weddings. We right. do have a, a prom, a high school reunion, uh, the Chili for Charity that Rotary does every year. So we've got some great events coming already. And the booking office is open full-time now, so... That's fantastic. We have four chamber events booked there next year already. Yay. Very excited about that. And we got our our certificate of occupancy last week. Yeah. So everything is turning around on schedule. I will say that one of the uh, accomplishments recently of the commission has been to tentatively approve um, 
all of the things necessary for the library to start moving their furniture in over the next four to six weeks. Right. So that's exciting. That's fantastic. We talked briefly about what will happen to the old library site, and we'll save that for another show and, and another <laughs> time. Um, but um, it will be a, a wonderful asset. And um, I, I do give a lot of uh, kudos to, to the, both city leadership and, and city staff leadership for helping to push and make it happen. Cause, um, Sam, we're excited about the democratizing opportunities that are going to be on offer at the library and the event center no. where people can really, I know the architect Sir David Ajay has talked about it as a global prototype uh, for being a, a knowledge campus. And so the opportunity for people to upskill there to go and learn, you know, Excel and get a, ba- a digital badge on LinkedIn for doing that or for people to go and um, acquire a new skill, new context for them to collaborate there. I've toured the spaces and I'm really excited about the business potential for entrepreneurship that's going to bubble out of there and itself is such a globally recognizable building by such an important team that I think it's going to drive an uptick in interest in visitation uh, to Winter Park. And so we're excited about all of the economic benefits that will accrue as a result of that project. And want to congratulate the library board and the city for having the vision to go beyond a stack of shelves and to yes. go beyond a box building, but to really create kind of an iconoclast of a 21st century library that can help us achieve something more than just checking out books. So um, I know that vision's been realized in that space, and I want to thank everybody for uh, having that vision because I think it's really going to make Winter Park uh, cement its place as a a special community. Yeah, that that space over there, the park, Martin Luther King Park, I think gets uh, benefit from the the venue in in so many ways. So um, a huge um, new community asset that will, will benefit all. So... That will be a fun day for that uh, grand opening. I know that's coming up. And again, we'll talk more about it uh, next month. Uh, speaking of, you know, sort of venues and, and events, um, Mayor did touch on the Autumn Art Festival, but that's a chamber staple event. Um, anything else you want to share, Betsy? I know it's just such an impactful community event and you weren't able to host it last year. So um, in, any last words before we kind of move off of, of that one? Uh yeah. So am I allowed to talk about events that are coming up or are we saving that for later? <laughs> well, you can talk about anything you want. Okay. It's your show. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're in uh, we're in our peak event season right now. So we've got a bunch of fun things coming up. Coming out of Art Festival, we are in voting now for Best of Winter Park. So if you have not voted for your favorites, it's really easy. You go to winterpark.org and you can vote on there for your favorite men's clothier, restaurant, etc. It's all up there. And we hope that you'll take the opportunity to have your voice be heard. Voting does close Friday, October 22nd. We'll be announcing the winners November 3rd at the Winter Park Farmer's Market from 5 to 8 p.m. And if you'd like to get a ticket to that, you can get that at winterpark.org. And if you'd like your business to be present there in kind of a booth setting so that you can resonate with the fact that you're a nominated business, we would love to arrange that for you as well. So that's a pretty exciting event. A lot of voting activity going on right now. I know there's a couple of entries with the thousands of votes wow. and right now. So it's it's exciting time. I don't check those on any granularity. I wait till the end like everybody else. But there's a lot of votes in right now that I know. So that's very, very exciting. And then we're going to be hearing from Rollins' own president, uh, Good Morning Winter Park. And Good Morning Winter Park is 
a free and open to the public event because of the generosity of Advent Health. So we're going to hear from President Cornwell and his vision for where we are and what's coming up for Rollins. That's Friday, November 5th. You could join us virtually by logging on to Facebook, uh, the Winter Park Chamber Facebook page, or you can come live to the Chamber building and hear President Cornwell. And then we'll be rolling out a new initiative uh, to support Uh, a new vision of prosperity for Winter Park at the Winter Park Outlook on Friday, November 12th. That's our annual economic summit. And we'll be at the Alfond Inn for that on Friday, November 12th. And you can register at winterpark.org for that. And then in conjunction with uh, some other exciting things I'm sure the mayor is going to want to talk about, we are having a sip, shop, and stroll on November 18th um, to launch um, something we'll get to later on that's a plan for the holiday so we want to provide support for for the launch of that so that's kind of a thumbnail sketch of what's coming up in the next month i like it a lot any uh any city events worth uh, we're sharing right now well we have the of course in november we'll have our veterans day celebration again but yes. we do have an interesting work session coming up and i don't say that often <laughs> Uh, but but uh, we have a we have a work session coming up on our sustainability action plan yes. and a discussion of you've probably heard it seen it in the news a discussion of leaf blowers and electric versus uh, gas powered yes and uh, spoiler alert we did a survey and it's not quite closed yet but like everything else in Winter Park it's basically forty nine percent one way and fifty one percent the other way I won't tell you which way until the the, the final results but. Uh, should be an interesting conversation on the 28th. That's good. Well, I'm glad to say that Rollins has gone to almost exclusively electric um, facilities, m- equipment like that. So uh, we're, we're, we're pleased that the city's doing it. We're pleased that we're continuing to do it. So uh, like everything, I, I hope and expect we'll do a lot of that work together. Any others? Any others? I don't want to miss anybody or anything on that. No, I think for me, the biggest is I know we've got a proper label for it, but I call it the Battle of the Lights. Yes, good. Let's get to (laughs) that. And uh, when I came on board and partly because of the results of the task force last year and, you know, we wanted to really celebrate this year our outdoor spaces. And uh, so regardless of how you feel about where we might be in the current pandemic, there will be an amazing outdoor display that is much larger, much grander, and much and very interesting in its own way, mostly focused on our outdoor space and our Park Avenue in New England and, and our various commercial core, uh, downtown core streets. And, um, you know, this is something the merchants are all jumping into. Um, I think we've, uh, I got word that the cruise started, I guess, today. 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. every right morning, on. getting all these lights up. And uh, we hired a special consultant to come in and help guide us on getting a bigger impact. Um, and so I'm excited that I can't remember what day the lights are going to come on. Is that on the 18th? It's They're going to be up the 17th for the, the 17th, 18th. For so the we're 18th having event. the sip, shop, and stroll so people can come get the first taste of the lights yeah. November 18th to come Love to Park it. Avenue. So I'm, I'm, I'm told we're going to leave those up until, what, July 4th next year? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So what's interesting about the contractor that the city's working with that is that it's a locally headquartered business that's just a huge player in themed entertainment globally. 
And the managing director is a Rollins Kremer graduate. So right it's on. got all kinds of Winter Park feel-good factor to it. And we are thrilled that they're bringing their expertise to this. We're grateful to the mayor and commission for seeing the need for something like this and seeing how important it is to drive visitation to our commercial core, especially at the holidays, and to celebrate how great it is to be outside in Winter Park. That's fantastic. Well, I would be remiss if I just didn't remind people to keep an eye on Rollins.edu uh, as you can find all of our um, arts and sports events, Rollins Athletics in full gear this season with um, very few restrictions for fans uh, and even our student athletes. Uh, so uh, if you haven't come to check out a game, keep an eye on that. And if you haven't seen a show in the Annie Russell Theater or been to a Bach Festival performance or been down to the uh, Rollins Museum of Art, you need to you need to make sure you do that. So. I know one of you would have said that. So I just figured. I just saw Lost in Yonkers at the Annie Russell. Excellent. It was fantastic. Excellent. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, lots going on. Any um, any new businesses? You know, everybody talks about Park Avenue and Central Business District. I don't know what maybe is out there f- to be shared, but is there anything that anyone can share that um, uh, we might have breaking news here to to announce? Um, if not specifically, maybe generically that. There are more uh, stores coming our way. Well, we know Warby Parker just opened on Park Avenue this week, and I'm thrilled that we're going to be doing a ribbon cutting for the new Cogent Bank location in Winter Park this Friday. Um, If you haven't been to Hannibal Square in a while, you're missing out. There's a lot of really cool businesses that have relocated there. Uh, Monkeys, which is a women's boutique that's one of 28 locations around the country. An interesting stat about them is they opened in August of 2020, smack dab in the middle of COVID. And they had the most robust store opening in the history of that company. So that's Winter Park for you. So we love that story. That's amazing. Anything else the city can share? I know a lot of this is... I think statistically, you'll find that through a lot of action by a lot of folks, you know, the occupancy or vacancy rate, let's say the vacancy rate is dropping pretty quickly. Uh, We've gotten some large spaces committed. Thank you very much, Betsy, to the chamber for making sure those things are out there. And we are consistently a couple of points below our region and our neighbors. So I think that, uh, you know, Winter Park is coming through in a pretty good place competitively, and we're going to continue that. That's, that's fantastic. I think in one of those areas, I, I will share two from, from Rollins. Um, on October 28th, we will be unveiling the new Mr. Rogers sculpture. And um, it's not a statue. It's so much deeper and richer than just a statue. It's a really beautiful uh, piece of art created by Paul Day. Uh, who's a literally a world famous uh, sculpt, sculpture artist, and uh, we'll be unveiling that on the 28th. So basically, campus will be open on the 29th for for visitors to come. And as you wander through campus, come check that out. It's in the space between our Knowles Memorial Chapel and the uh, Annie Russell Theater. And so we expect that will have. I'm not sure about a, a, a huge impact uh, in in the community economy, but I suspect over time people will literally come to see that piece of art. And we're excited about that. So be sure to wander onto campus at some point to, uh, to check that out. Sam, uh, we're also unveiling a piece of art the 29th, which is the I-4 Art Endowment Project. Yes. Out on I-4, awesome. I-4 in Fairbanks, if you haven't seen it yet. I think the last thing left to be done is the landscaping around it. But yep. then on the 29th, we're having that 
ribbon cutting and opening of that art. Very cool. Was by it the other day. Is that a is that a one off or do we expect more of those kind of things throughout the city? Well, so we do have a public art advisory board that's yep. that's working on public art and trying to come up with with new places and and new ideas for how to how to enhance our public art. That'd be great. That's very cool. Um, Mayor, I'm going to go to you and we'll touch on it briefly. You mm-hmm. know, the Orange Avenue overlay and Orange Avenue has been a very hot topic in the community, but it seems like a, a, a pathway is is final or created. Can, you, can sure. you sort of share what the latest is with Orange Avenue? Sure. That was one of our top agendas is to move that through to a an adoption. Um, I, I'm happy to, to announce that, you know, we voted on and approved it about a month ago. It is pending up in the state offices up in Tallahassee for approval. And I think, you know, a lot of the themes that were established almost three years ago have continued through there. There's incentives for growth built in there. But what I'm proudest about, I think, is the smaller business owners along that corridor are going to have the opportunity to reinvest in their, in their buildings and in their businesses. One of the things that came out of this version was a a commitment to provide 120 public parking spaces on city-owned land, much like we do in the downtown core. You know, the city really provides most of the parking for the downtown core. And so here in this corridor, we've allocated about 120 spaces. That's going to contribute to safety. People will have options for parking off of the parallel parking on Orange Avenue. And I think we'll see that. And I think the other part that we'll see is the establishment of a, a really fantastic um, live oak park that has never been there before. And so it's a new park. Uh, we're expecting to get the first plantings of the trees and sometime in the early first quarter of next year. That's great. Um, so we're excited about that. Um you know, I think that there is a opportunity now to see if those incentives are enough to move toward development that the residents of Winter Park really want to see, and uh, and actually to support adaptive reuse of the businesses that are already there. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, you know, more to come on that. Right. I'm sure yeah. uh, we, we it, you know, it ain't over until it's over, and uh, there'll be a second vote on that coming up in all likelihood sometime in December. Excellent. Thank um, you. Betsy, anything I know that's, you know, it's an important issue for the community. It's a, it's a wonderful uh, business and retail uh, street. Uh, we, we've, you know, have our baseball stadium there. So we have great interest in, in what happens there. Um, you and anything, you know, based on what the city's approved, you excited about maybe what could be coming? I think the thing that's always interested the chamber about the Orange Avenue district is the opportunity for public-private partnership there. How do we solve some of the many problems that we know that are there with respect to stormwater management, traffic management, parking, and safety? And how do we activate private sector resources to help us do that so the whole price tag doesn't fall at the feet of the Winter Park residents? So to the degree that we're able to activate those kinds of partnerships. We're always excited about what's going on at Orange Avenue. That's great. Never easy stuff, but um, but important stuff. So thanks to to the city and and obviously the chamber and your members for being active and uh, and, and engaged in those kind of projects and processes. Um, maybe just quickly, well, as we sort of start to tail off uh, and conclude our first show, um, 
how, Mayor, do people get involved with the city? You know, I think it's important. Winter Park does an amazing job, I think, and you know, has five elected officials. But so many people are engaged and involved. And how does one do that? You know, it's a question I'm often asked. And the first and most important way to get involved and engage in the city is to vote. Yes. To register to vote and then actually show up and vote. And so first off, do that. Excellent. Listen to what the issues are and what the candidates are saying, but participate in the voting process. The other part is to speak out and to serve on one of our many resident advisory boards. Um, you know, we... Every resident has the opportunity for three minutes to talk to their commission every other week. Right. And it can be on anything they want to bring up. We have a time at five o'clock where it's open season or open mic. <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> Maybe the wrong both. word. Open mic. It's probably both. <laughs> right. and, um, and, and so any resident has the opportunity to talk firsthand. Um, we get tons of emails, and we do our best to either respond to those emails or redirect them to staff that know more than we do and may respond on our behalf. You know, but I'll, I'll give you one example of resident engagement. Yeah. Um, you know, we just kicked off an ad hoc committee to focus on fiber optic and what can we do to make, you know, Winter Park a smarter city. What is it going to take to get better internet services to each of our homes and to our businesses? And I'm excited that that committee has started to, started to work yeah. uh, on a wide range of things. And that's just one example. There's always an open application process for the boards. But you, you have a voice. You can make your voice known in many ways. And you really have accessibility to your elected officials. And, uh, and we listen and we hear it. Uh, we may not always agree or like what we hear, but we are we we hear it for sure. So thank you. Great track record of that. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that, uh, Betsy. How about you know people getting involved with the chamber? Okay, so we have so many happy, wonderful things coming up. If you want to be a volunteer at our Christmas parade, we'd love to have <laughs> you do that. We have our winter on the avenue where we light our city uh, Christmas tree. We need volunteers for that. Uh, we need volunteers throughout the year and people to serve on our committees as well. It's really simple to get involved. Just log on to winterpark.org or pick up the phone and call us at the chamber. We always have a human being available to help you navigate through the chamber. And we would absolutely love to help you uh, find a place to plug in that aligns with your passion, whether it's government affairs, membership, working on our leadership winter park program, uh, as I said, our Christmas or holiday events. Uh, or any of our other events like the Art Festival. We won't be having Taste of Winter Park in 2022, but we anticipate that coming back, and that's something that um, people like to get involved with as well. So we have lots of room for ways to be able to get involved, um, certainly by becoming a member of our uh, Chamber of Commerce and certainly by being in our Leadership Winter Park program or having their children go through our uh, Youth Leaders program, which serves 15 regional high schools and we accept talented, uh, ambitious high school students who want to cultivate their own personal brand of leadership for two separate week-long programs in the summer. So those are a couple of different ways people love can it. get involved. I love it. All, all good stuff. We'll, we'll kind of maybe wrap up the show with, um, you know, maybe tell us something, you know, we didn't know um, or really anything else you want to do for a, for a closing remark. But I'll, I'll start to give you each a minute or a second to uh, to think about it. But um, – 
I am so happy to to share um, and um, either announce or remind people who maybe have heard a little bit about it, but Rollins is now uh, one of the newest members of the Phi uh, Beta Kappa uh, Society, which is the nation's oldest academic honor society um, earned by and bestowed upon a very limited number of institutions of higher education. And as Rollins has continued to um, increase our overall value proposition and our, and our academic reputation as the number one ranked school in the South, uh, being um, initiated into Phi Beta Kappa is something that um, our faculty and staff and students and alumni are very, very proud of. So um, Rollins, the newest member of Phi Beta Kappa. Um, all right, now I got to pick one all of right. you to go next. So Betsy. Well, I'm a very proud Phi Beta Kappa graduate Excellent. myself of University of Florida. So I'm right thrilled to on. see that we have that representation here. Uh, one thing about the chamber, I bet you didn't know, is that dogs are really important to some people in Winter Park. And we have a way for your dog um, to participate in the life of the Chamber of Commerce. We have the Winter Bark Chamber of Commerce. And we have an Instagram <laughs> account. And we have a dog of the week. And we also have pet-friendly business clings for you to put on your window cling to let people know that you're a pet-friendly business in Winter Park. Because we know that pet ownership is a very powerful loyalty vector uh, to clients and customers. So we want people to be able to express their affection for dogs with respect to business. So if you'd like more information about Winter Bark Chamber of Commerce, follow that on Instagram or let us know at the chamber how we can feature your dog or your bus- your pet-friendly business. Love it. Love it. Top that, Randy. All right. Well, <laughs> I will say that the Winter Park 9, our, our golf course downtown, just celebrated its fifth year anniversary wow. since the major renovation. Yep. And we surpassed a million dollars in annual revenue for the first time in the golf course's history. That's fantastic. And I don't know if people know this, but that is one of the most highly respected nine hole golf courses in the country. For sure. Well one done, Randy and team. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Mayor, anything you can share? Well, on a down note, um, the golf course suffered me playing twice <laughs> on it about a week and a half ago, but right. it'll recover. It will. But no, the two th- I'm going to give two things. Please. Number one is Winter Park has an average two-and-a-half-minute police response time to a crisis call, which is by far the best in all of Central Florida. And one of the things that makes living in Winter Park very, very special is our police and fire and first responder teams. And so I just wanted to make that out, make that plug. Excellent. I'll also share that I think Winter Park owns two of the largest outdoor vacuum cleaners in the world. (laughs) Um, I had the privilege of watching (laughs) one of our crews renew, you know, 50 year old water lines the other day. And they have this, I don't know what you, it's a big old truck. It's called a Vacon. A VACCON? VACCON, yep. They have this big truck that has about a 14-inch diameter hose that they can put, and it will suck up dirt, roots, rocks, all the way down to the water main. And, um, you know, as soon as my insurance comes through, I'm going to ask to see if I can operate it for a little while. (laughs) That's awesome. That's a good one. Those are just little things that nobody would know about or think about. (laughs) So that's fantastic. Listen, I can't really tell you how excited I am uh, for this show uh, to evolve and to um, to help to continue to benefit residents and stakeholders of Winter Park. So um, Mayor Anderson, Betsy Gardner-Eckbert, Randy Knight, thank you all so much. Uh, this will be fun and um, really excited for our next show, which will be November 17th. 
So with that, we wish you a great day in Winter Park, and thanks for joining us on our inaugural Talk of the Town. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you, Betsy.